down to the PCYC, I went down there and I got two black eyes, you know, and I went, wow, Jesus, it's pretty rough stuff, you know, and I went back the next week and I only got one black eye, <laughs> and, um, and I just, so I'm getting better. And then, and then as, as it just started going along, I got better and better. Uh, I ended up getting my first fight um, with the PCYC at 11 years of age, and I was too scared to even throw my right hand, you know, just yeah. left hand, left hand, and then I got hit with a real big one and just, just let them flurry then. Um, and she always started opening up and it just opened up the beast within. So. Wow, okay. Okay, so please tell us about your amateur record and your accomplishments, mate. Mate, I had 86 amateur fights. Um, yeah, wow. so, so I was pretty, all, yeah, all the way through high school. Uh, I went to Downland Shake It Hard College in Toowoomba and uh, all the way through high school, I was just really dedicated to, you know, I used to love playing my soccer as well. But um, I just loved my boxing, and um, you know, I'd get time off. I'd go away for the state championships yeah. and Darling Downs, Golden Gloves, all that sort of stuff, and that that was my thing. So, um, yeah. Mm, okay. So yeah. you you um you must have been a gun amateur fighter, mate, because you went on to represent Australia at the Sydney 2000 Olympics. Please tell yeah. us about your Olympic experience. Mate, it was, it was that become a, it was like a dream, you know, going through high school, and that. I was, always wanted to be able to make it to the Olympic Games, and um, I, you know, I end up, um, yeah, I pushed really hard for that, and you know, ten of us made it through to the to the uh, uh, Sydney 2000 Olympics. Yeah. We had to win the Oceania Games to get there. Um, I put um, um, some guys from New Zealand all over the Oceania regions, and. And, uh, you know, I had some great team members as well. Uh, Jamie Swan, Richie Rolls, Paul Miller, uh, Denny Green, um, yeah. you know, you know, uh, yeah, Earl Wilshire, Henry Collins. I mean, those, those guys, I remember those guys for the rest of my life. It was a really, really, really eye-opening experience going to the Sydney 2000 Olympics. What a, what a line-up, mate. How far did you go? How far did you get again? Uh, just before the quarterfinals, yeah, um, I, yeah. I, yeah. So yeah, I beat Brazil, uh, a Brazilian, um, and then I and then I lost to Kazakhstan in the fight. After that, I lost by one or two points. Um, we, we were just always one, like you know, one step behind. Like I think we're ten years behind them, um, what we were then. Uh, you know, as far as yeah. skill goes, mm-hmm. you know, like the. I remember talking to the the head Cuban coach, and and they couldn't speak very good English, and and I said to him. I said, I said, mate, I said, look, what do we need to do as Australians? Yeah. What do we need to do to get better at boxing? And he'd say, he says, he didn't want to give us an insult, but he'd say, he'd say, Aussie, he goes, tough, tough, but he go, but, oh, oh, you know, we're not smart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He'd say, he'd go, Russia, Cuba, Germany, go play, play, play. And that's what it was like. Yeah. Like, we'd, you know, we'd get tagged with one shot and then we'd get down, we'd grit, grit our teeth and we'd go for it and they could see it coming a mile away. They'd just relax and play and yeah. enjoy and play. And they were just so skillful. They were just one step ahead of us. But, like, fortunately, mm. you know, we had a good year at the Olympics yeah. um, this year. You know, the, the, the Australian team is really developing mm. and we're, we're getting back up there with the best of them now. We, we sure are, mate. Um, geez, it's funny, um, you know, hearing you, Michael Castiti's of... of uh, an amateur fighter three rounds, mate. You're a fifteen rounder, mate. You're a throwback son. The one of them yeah, days when yeah, they did a hundred rounds, buddy. Mate, funny you <laughs> say that. I just got off the phone to Johnny Lewis before. Yeah. Um, you tell him. Yeah, you tell him you were on the show. Yeah. 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 Hey, Johnny, if you're listening. 
It's hard to believe you're a, an amateur fighter anyway. I'm moving along. Yeah. Now. Well, you got you got different types of fighters, you know. Yeah. The fastest fiber fighters, you know, they, they sprint, you know, they, they have the real fast, fast thing. And, you know, and as Kosha Zoo said when he fought against Zab Judah, mm. you know, it's no good having a Ferrari in the desert, you know, because yeah. you, you, you you, you know, they, fought, they fought in the desert of Las yeah. Vegas. And, you know, like if you've got like a fast, flashy car, it's not going to go real far when you get into the the championship rounds, you know, you take them to the deep water and you drown them, you know, they'll, they'll be going all day, you know, if, if, you, if you've got like the, the energy and the, the, mm. the slow twitch fibre, you can get through it, you know, you, you can you can make it through, but you can be as fast as you want, but you need to really pace oh, yourself and I have really that like discipline. That. Jeez, that's a good yeah. example, isn't it? Okay, yeah. on, Monday, on the 1st of December 2001, you made your pro debut winning the Queensland State Lightweight Championship with a third K round KO over Danny Wilson. What's your memories of your pro debut? Mate, I was just so thankful to have Brandon Smith in my corner. Like I'll be, I'll be trumping his name like, all the way through. Like I, you know, Brandon and I were like a dream team meant to be. Um, mm. Like he, he would just, he would just. We need to make an impression on the scene. Um, and and so we thought, radio state title first fight. Uh, got Danny Wilson, and um, there was a ruling in there if. Um, Although it's not like a, a ten round fight or twelve rounds, whatever they were doing back then, um, if you knock if you knocked them out within the first round, uh, you you, uh, you you actually claimed the right to the throne because the the um, the um, okay. that, that was just the ruling. So so mm. on technicality, because I knocked him out in the first round, I then took the title. They, they were unbeknownst to the small print mm-hmm. um, with that one there, and they lost their title. Then I become the, the new state lightweight champion with my first uh, professional fight. Well, because in your very next fight, it's, get, it's getting better. This career just gets better and better. In your next fight, you fought fellow oh, Sydney Olympian, James Swan yeah. for the Aussie lightweight title. Yeah. You won a 12-round yeah. decision in the home yeah. of Toowoomba. What's yeah. your recollections? Well, Mate, three, three-time three Olympian, James Swan, and yeah. always had, had absolute admiration for the bloke. Like, he's, he's a legend. Um, uh, you know, with what he's done, you know, mm-hmm. little Swanee, mate, he's a, you know, it's just, oh, and, you know, I've had, I looked at him from a young age, and, and you know, because he was always a bit older than me, and I thought, wow, this guy is great. And I, I ended up fighting him uh, um, in the um, Arafura Games. Uh, yeah. Sorry, then sorry before the Arafura Games in Darwin, and um, and I, I was made. I was going so good in the fight, and um, and I, I thought because I'd come home pretty strong. I was a fit young fella, and um, and then then what happened yeah. near the end of the fight? Like he, he was coming to a standstill. And and the lights went out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and in Darwin, the lights went out. And it was pitch black. It gave him five minutes to recover. Oh god! And um, yeah, and they ended up giving to him on points, and that was in the amateurs. So yeah. um, then so so when by the time I turned pro after the Olympics and that, um, uh, Jamie had had really come up, and he was Australian champion, and and I, I just. Oh, I would love that song, Phil Collins. It's coming in the air tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 when he plays that, when he's saying, "I can feel it," you know, yeah. and that, I have that that hunger, and I know the story of that about a guy, mm-hmm. um, and 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 how he, he wants to he wants to remind people of certain things, and mm-hmm. and he wants them to remember. And and I just because Jamie knows what happened that night when we fought in the yeah. amateurs, and I really took my fighting personally. Yeah. And and uh, and and he knew, I knew. And when we walked out for that twelve round fight in Toowoomba, um, I played that song, and, and, I, and, I, and I walked and I walked out. 
and I got in there and I and I it's on. You know, and, and it wasn't gonna end early and it was a hell bloody war for twelve yeah. rounds. Like it, it was an absolute war because I wanted that I'd it was like the Rocky movies and the, like how they like I just I just wanna do that and after I won that fight that's it, mate, I was hooked. Yeah. Wow. Blood and yeah. Okay, you won your next uh, five fights, and then in February 2004, you had a rematch with uh, Fred Kenifuia for the Australian yeah. Super Lightweight Championship. You won a 10-round decision. What's your memories? Um, so, yeah, so against Jamie, that, that was actually the Australian lightweight title. That was for my second professional yeah. fight. Yeah. Then on my fifth fight, I fought against Fred Kenifuia for the junior welterweight um, uh, Australian title, and I actually went the 10 rounds with him. That was at a, um, at a football club in Brisbane, yeah. And um, and the ceiling was really hot. It was, it was really it was really low to the ring, and the heat that would imp- that would imp- it would impact during the fight. Like I remember just going the distance in that fight because yeah. he was a tough old hoo He was the last of the African kings. There was three was of them. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. And um, another I fought another yeah. one a um, bit, bit later on. Attitude to Babu, yeah. but um, but oh, yeah, jeez, um, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um. In, in that fight, I remember going back to my change room. I didn't know what day it was, mate. The, the heat exhaustion yeah, um, from that fight, and it was yeah. So that that I won that one on points, um, and then and then I rematched him again straight after it because you know I thought oh he thought he could win it, and mm-hmm. then I thought you know I was pretty um you got him again. dehydrated, and um you know I, I just had a bit of a spell before that fight, and then I actually knocked him out in three rounds. The next fight that we had, yeah, um, wow. was great to you didn't muck around with him, so you kept winning. Nah. You were staying busy beating some very credential boxers, such as yep. Renee Ganoy, Mosquera, Nanoy Gonzalez. This led to, to you being rated number one in the world. And in February 2007, you got your world title shot against Graham Earl in Wembley Arena, England. You stopped, yep. stopped Earl in the fifth round to win the WBO lightweight championship. Yep. Please tell us yep. about that night you became world champion. Yep. What a performance. Yep. Yeah, they say it's not the journey, it's the, it's, the, it's not destination, it's the journey. You know, like to just to get over the hurdles, just to mm. get to that, it was the hardest part. So, like, you know, Rene Ganoy, the only, uh, the Aussie destroyer. You know, like, like you know, he, he was pump, he was getting everybody. You know, he he, he was, was a big pumping. puncher, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, come up with a game plan, just worked his body. By the time I got to the fifth round, I took him out. Um, yeah. he, he couldn't really handle the body. And then, and then we took him out to the headshots, and then you know, a couple other names that you mentioned there, and then, then built up and got got that. When I got that shot against Graham Earl, that's it. I just went head for toe, and it just, just didn't stop. Um, we were, you know, I was training. At, uh, went straight to Brooklyn, yeah. trained at the Gleason's gym in New York, and holy mm-hmm. mate, that was so that was so cold, was so, right. so 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 cold in Brooklyn, right around um, the New Year's time, yeah. and it was February 17, 2007. Flew over to England to take on Graham Earl in front of all of his Brits. Would have been and, cold um, there too, wouldn't it? England in mate, February, yeah, freezing, yeah, freezing, freezing cold. But that wasn't going to deter me. No. I, um, you know, we, we, you know, we, we adjusted to it and did what we had to do because the, the hunger was there. I, I remember the night before that fight, and and promoters play big like Frank Warren, mate. He's got all the tricks in the book. Um, I, you know, <laughs> they send people to your room, they send yeah. girls to the room, yeah. they do all sorts of stuff. You know, they. Do, if the fire alarms go please, off. Please tell place. me you locked the door, mate, when the girls come to, mate, to the room. I just went to sleep. I just went to sleep. And come even on, though yeah. the, allegedly <laughs> the, the, the building was on fire, mate, yeah. I just kept on sleeping because I said to myself, if I die tonight in my sleep, well, I, I, I die tonight because that's it, it, my life is to win this world title. So, so if you want something more than you want to breathe, mm-hmm. you're going to get it. So that, that's 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 where I was at. Yeah. And, um, and I, I tried to sleep. I just kept 
it makes them sleep. <laughs> the alarm bells going on, people are banging on the door, evacuating. Oh, <laughs> the get stuffed. I'm going to see if I've got a world title to win. Yeah, your mum <laughs> so, was on the job. Yeah, we, 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 that, we dubbed the name, by that time we dubbed ourselves, well, Brendan and I come up, you know, be um, Cassidus the Great, after Alexander the Great. And, and I walked out there and I think there was like 20,000 people there that night. Audley Sprott, uh, Audley Sprott, uh, Audley Harrison fought against Michael Sprott um, in the main fight. Amy O'Khan fought the, the semi-main one for that. Um, and then, then I, I fought Graham L for the world title. And um, and I walked out there and, and um, just just stared down 20,000 people. What, was, it like? what was, was it? What was your feeling like walking out? What a... What a Mate, I've got, I, I, I was chewing nails by that time. I, I become that hard. Like I, yeah. I was just, it was nothing. Like I, I looked through, I looked through that gladiator helmet at the rest of the, the whole thing. I had this alter ego. I was that full of it. I was, so, I was so full of it. I was yeah. walking around so that, that much confidence, that hard. I'd just been, you been. Gotta. Right, absolute be, wars in the Gleason's gym, mm. uh, like just week in, week out. <coughs> Excuse me, week in, week out in in New York there, and I was ready. And um, walked out there and just like you know, I think it was like forty-two to one for me to knock him out in the first round. I dropped him twice. Yeah. Um. You know, in the first time, and the the first time in like forty years, the referee uh, in in the in the third round of that fight, the referee actually threw out the towel. Did he in the third Four round? Grand. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red, the, yeah. The, um, no, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, so, 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 Graham Mills corner threw in the towel. Our fighters had enough. And I was like, right, yeah, sweet, you know. I've, I've, in the, so and the referee, and the referees just picked it up off the ground and 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 thrown throw, it out of the ring. So what were you fight. thinking? Only, the, only the referee can stop the fight. Yeah. So, so I've gone in to finish the bloke. You know, that's my biggest, my biggest error, which, which is soon to show later on in my career mm-hmm. that I, I got too keen, too excited and, and too overconfident, running to finish him and bang, got clocked by myself and almost hit the ground. Oh, and, God. Uh, and, then that, and after that, then it was then dubbed the, um, that round was actually round of the decade in the UK and we got fight of the year in the UK. So, so it was really, really exciting, really big things to come. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Brandon, the new WBO uh, champion, lightweight champion of the world. Two rounds later, you got him, didn't you? In the fifth, it was two rounds later. Did they throw in the towel again, or did he just stay on his stool? Yeah, right? nah, he didn't come out of the stool. Oh, okay, you know, thank no, God no, for yeah, that, no. mate. The ref might have yeah. kicked the bloody yeah. towel out again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, and like some say, he wasn't the same after that. Um, yeah. right? Like she was, and that that become the the story for a lot of the fights yeah. that I was going to have after that as well. Because um, I think the next question you were going to ask me about was the next fight after yeah, that. Caesar Amongst, uh, uh, yeah, Caesar Amongst. Your yeah. first offence was in Las Vegas is it, on a Golden Boys promotion against, uh, well, he's Melbourne-based now, a good lad. Yeah, you, you won a 12-round decision overseas. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we're running around the wild card gym then, the home of Manny Pacquiao, and um, Freddie Roach was, yeah. the, was the coach there. Uh, coach there and you know, I'd be doing all my rounds there, and there's this hot guy coming through. He's like, you know, the happening thing is the next many many Pacquiao protege they used to call him. Yeah. Um. So um, and I was and I was still full of it. And that that I was, <laughs> I was just had confidence and you got um, it, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Walked out of that fight. Winky White was fighting against Bernard Hopkins in the main event, and uh, yeah. I was I was a semi main. Yeah. And man. um, mate, that that fight there, I got twenty seven stitches in my face. Yeah. And um. And still victorious <coughs> at the end of it, and, and that was that was another fight it was dubbed the uh, HBO fight of the year. Yeah, and um, and I remember going to the hospital after it. Yeah, and, um, and, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, like, is, it tr- is it true? Yeah, is it true? You both ended up in hospital beds next to yeah, each other, you and Caesar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Mate, he, he's good. At, he's good at English now, but um, he couldn't speak good English. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's, he's in the bed next to me, and he's like, oh, he's never, never. Like the Rocky movies. He never yeah. went Rocky for the Apollo. I was going to say that. Yeah. Going to say yeah. that. God. It's, my, my, it's just my, my life story is just yeah. like it's like a movie. Um. You know, so and he's, and he's like, oh, like you know, he's a bit real concerned about me and that, and then, and then the doctors come out and it's like, we think there's a problem with the with the MRIs here, and um, uh, the, the the scans that they did, and I thought, oh, oh, here we go. I thought, you know, I thought it was me because we're only one bed next to each other. Maybe they got it wrong because I've, I've got twenty seven stitches in my face, and they said we're concerned about um, Cesar, and uh, so he lost his license in the fight in the United States because he. Um, the hemorrhaging of the of the brain. Yeah, so it was back, back then that the, the, the eight ounce horsehair Cleto yeah. Rays made it. Was a, that that one that was a really really tough fight. It was mm. his own will. It was his own will. He just kept on pushing through it. And yeah. um, oh geez, it was a wall, absolute wall. Okay, March two thousand and eight. You fought the great Cuban Joel Casamaya. Unfortunately, you were stopped in the tenth. What went yeah. wrong that night, mate? I. That's just the part I was telling you. I rushed too, too much, get too excited. Yeah, you had that, I, that. Yeah, 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 pretty boy. Didn't even have a proper haircut for that fight. You're going with the long hair. <laughs> I had a superstar girlfriend at the time. Yeah. You know, she was, she was a singer working for, I don't know, her father was the director of ABC and she does these music videos and stuff. And, you know, I was in LA, like, I was, I was 21 fights. So 23 fights, 23 wins with 21 knockouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I, to me it was like, as if I'd just touch them and they'd fall down, like a bit like that Princeton scene. I just, to me, it, was, it would just happen naturally, and I, mm-hmm. I was just fooling myself. And you know, you know, the, you know, I'd be, t- be told, you know, not to be like that by you know a lot of older friends of mine. Um, Jimmy Chew, you know, he's an, he's an old friend of mine. He's about eighty-five now, and he used to always tell me, "Don't get too cocky, don't get too cocky." I remember I, I got dropped twice in the first round against Joel. You won a gold medal at the, the Olympic Games, and. Like I always yeah. remember watching him fighting. I, I, I'd sit up late and always watch Oscar De La Hoya's fight nights, and and I remember seeing Joel and he was, you know, the gold medalist in the Olympics, and mm-hmm. and then then he's got one of these world titles, and I thought, oh, I want to be a world champion, and yeah. I, I still yeah. love watching Rocky movies, and I'm never going to be able to beat this guy. Yeah. You know, I, I I put I put that in my head, in my head from that age. So that's how powerful the mind is. Yeah. I was telling myself mm-hmm. then that I I wouldn't be able to beat him, but. But no, I was confident and I knew it all and I yeah. had it. So I come out, I got dropped twice in the first round mm-hmm. against him. And I come out and bang, I was just, just that's it, nut, 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 had that will. And I was winning the head on points. Mm-hmm. I come back, I dropped him, I punched him out of the ring in the sixth round. Come to the tenth round and Brennan says to me in the corner, he says, Michael, you've got this fight won. You've got to go two more rounds. Just relax, take it easy. You've already, you're well ahead on points. That's all you've got to do, just get through. I look over, he's so cunning, Joel. He's so so clever. I looked over the ring and he's like looking away. He wasn't looking me in the eyes like he was early in the round. Yeah. You know, playing like half sheepy. Yeah, yeah. you know, and he, and he, he was playing possum. Yeah. You know, and, and I've come running across the ring and oh, yeah, I'm a hero. I'm going to knock him out. It's going to get me KO record up. I'm going to be the hero. Come <laughs> running out across the ring at him and bang, he clocked me one. Yeah. Got me a beauty. And then the, re- you know, I was unsteady on my leg and the referee stopped the contest in his favour. Fight over. Yeah, God. So that was a sad moment, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate, it was. I remember, I remember it, mate. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move along from that. In September yeah, yeah. 2008, you returned to the USA and lost a split decision to former world champion Juan Diaz. What are your yeah. memories of the Juan Diaz fight? Um, so, Juan, Juan that, I, was, I was, I went into a bit of a depression mode after that. Um, Did you? After losing to Joel, I, 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 suffered, I suffered my first loss. Yeah. And, you, you know, and, and, and I was never ever expecting that because I was, I was, too cocky. Yeah. Um. I, I, what I did is I went to the hard, hard, um, hard grounds of Thailand. You know, like and that was real, real raw training away because we had massive media at that time in the states, and we really started. Um, we need to get away from it all because, yeah. look, let's be honest. If I was fit and I was really hard, I didn't have many tricks in the book. You know, so so I had to keep my cards pretty close to my chest. They couldn't see what was going on. Sure. Media would be watching everything all the time. So whatever tricks I did have, I needed to have them. Close, you know, keep them close to me chest so they couldn't see what which card I was going to play next. Yeah. So we go to Thailand and and I put myself through grueling punishment there, um, yeah. training for the Juan uh, Diaz fight. It's just I lost it on split points, um, and not making excuses. I broke my hand in the, in the, my right hand in the second round of that fight, and I could have done that bit more. But in front of the crowd there, look, look, Brandon thinks I won it to this very day. You know, you can go back on it and look. I think you need to do more in front of a home crowd. Um, yeah. You know, like when when you when you're sitting there and you're watching a fight, it's um, the judges watch it. And when you got the whole atmosphere, I think it was twenty thousand there that night. Mm-hmm. And 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 when you know when he lands a punch, me and the crowd goes ah like that. Yeah. It makes more of an impression. It's yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah. It's just yeah. the general feeling. And then, like, look, I, I think I would have tagged more on him, but they give it to him on split points. Mm-hmm. I think the judge that the judge that gave it to me was right. He wasn't overruled by the by the audience, and the other two gave the one. So that was two losses then. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. You won the next one, and in April we got to move away from these losses, mate. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you, you won. You won. Your, you won your next one, right? Uh, in in Cebu, Philippines, and then yep. in two thousand nine, and you once again travelled to the USA and fought former two division champion Jesus Chavez. You stopped Chavez in eight rounds. Please tell us about that fight. What a feeling that must have been. Mate, so he, he, yeah, so he fought against Mayweather, um, Jesus Chavez, mate. He, um, I remember we we made it packed, and these Mexicans, these hard Mexicans, they they're, they're true by their word. They especially the fighters and that. And if they say they're going to do something, they'll do it. Um, we were we were both losing weight, dropping a bit of um, dropping some fluid off before the fight um, for my fight against Juan Diaz. He was fighting someone on the undercard, and he and we made it packed. We're sitting in a sauna together, and he said. Look, he goes, I respect you. I'd love to fight you one day. Mm-hmm. Let's make a deal. Let, let's, between you and me, we're going to fight again. <laughs> we, 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 we're going to fight. I said, yeah, okay, mate. We'll, we'll do it sweet. So I honored yeah. that, and I took that fight straight up, and I went and fought him at Houston, Texas. Um, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, and that was an absolute bloody war. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I prepared, left no stone unturned in preparation for that fight and was too hard and, and got the win. Yeah, right. Okay, in April 2009. You reclaim your WBA lightweight championship with a split decision over 2004 American Olympian Vincente Escobedo. Yeah, yeah. That, that fight took place on the undercard to Floyd Mayweather and Juan Manuel Marquez show. What's your memories? Mate, I... That, see, so he was... Vincente Escobedo was Oscar De La, Oscar De La Hoya's cousin. Mm-hmm. So he, and, he was, and he was a good fighter. He was hot to trot, good to go. But one thing about these guys, you know, when they've got family that's already up there and made and that, they, they sort of have it delivered to them on a silver spoon, so to speak. 
you know. So, so what I did, and the the morning of the um, when when we had the had the wane, yeah. um, um, we 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 were, I was pretty calm and calm and placid, to it grew. And then then they mm-hmm. did a uh, after that they did a bit of a uh, thing just for, just before the before the fight, and yeah. I give him absolute hell. Like absolute yeah. hell! I just turned it right up on him, like let him know that he was going to be in a real fight. Like I dare say he didn't sleep much the night yeah. before that fight. And when yeah. by the time he got by the time he got into the ring, yeah. I could see his eyes. His eyes were like black, like he's like really lacking a bit of sleep. <laughs> but um, I broke my eye socket in that round uh, in that you? fight, Kill. and um, um, it, it, was, it was it was pretty hard. But I ended up winning that fight. It was a split point decision. Mm-hmm. I won that fight, but I regained the world title. You did, um, and you my, did. Daughter, my daughter in uh, Las Vegas, so I had a Japanese wife, um, uh, Kumi, and my daughter Kalia. Yeah, was born um, just after that fight. Yeah, wow, mate, it gets better. In your next fight, you travel to London. You love going to England, and you defended yep. your WBA lightweight championship over the undefeated Kevin Mitchell. You stopped Mitchell in three rounds. What's your recollections of that fight? So, what a yeah, performance that was. Yeah, I was no stranger to to fighting in in the cold, and I know I had a, mm-hmm. had a, I had a love for England. It's just like something about the air and the people. They've already, you know, loved the air. It's just it's just such, it's a good feeling I had when I went out when I went over there. Just mm-hmm. would always turn negatives into positives. It's cold. Ah, I love it. Wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And I, and I, uh, I walked out there uh, for that fight, at, mate. I tell you what, that that West Ham crowd. We yeah. fought at the West Ham Stadium. Yeah. And, and look, look, in saying that though, we did. There was a purse bid for that fight because I was yeah. the, I was the um, current world champion. I was defending. Mm-hmm. They they wanted their guy to have the fight. They they wanted to have it have all the rights. So we put a that we, went to bids, purse bids, and um, we we put a bid in for five hundred thousand. They <laughs> no one no one saw the the, the bids. We had a little lady, uh, um, Michelle uh, Alro from Toowoomba. Yeah. She's gone in there and she's put the check in the thing. I reckon they've had a look at it and they've come back with a check for five hundred and ten thousand. Mm. So they so they won the right to promote the fight. Mm. So I had to go to to West Ham. Happy to do that anyway. And um, facing a very aggressive crowd of um, in West Ham, uh, they were so like they like she was like, Ooh. but when you got when you got that many people, I think it was twenty eight thousand. Like it's massive, and like that, when you got that many people. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and but still, when you take on the alter ego, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You just, I just I look them all in the eyes and, you know, and walk out there and just demolish them in three rounds. Wow. You were on fire, mate, but your career gets better and better. Now, this next one. In November 2010, you fought the Mexican legend Juan Manuel Marquez in a lightweight yep. unification fight. You stopped Marquez. Yep. You dropped. Let's get this right, mate. I'm getting excited talking to you. You yeah. dropped Marquez in the third round, but unfortunately, he stopped you in the ninth. Please tell us about the war with Marquez. I watch this at Reesby Workers Club, mate. They opened the club up for your fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't yeah, miss so, that one. Yeah, with, with Starthy died, um, and uh, you know Starthy, um, he was Australia's leading jockey. He was, mm, he was really yeah, close. I mean, he yeah. died three weeks before that fight. I didn't want to bring that, that up, mate, but yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Like you know, it was. You know they, they 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 made it so they couldn't um, talk about talk about it in the media. Cause, yeah. You know I'd get really emotional. Like I need to block out yeah. that trauma. You know it was so it was so upsetting for me. And I I knew 
I was that close with my brother. I knew that he would have wanted me to have that fight instead of coming back for the funeral. He just would have wanted me to have the fight. Mm. So I had the I had the fight, um, and and it wasn't the best preparation like three yeah. weeks out. No, um, it shattered me up. Not bit, at all. But, um, I I had it in the bag. You know, mm. he was down, and I was, I was a beautiful finisher. I knocked out most of my opponents. One hundred percent, you were. You know, and had him down, and then just as I've gone in to finish him, if you look at that fight, you can hear the commentators going, "And he's thinking of his brother right now. He's yeah, thinking of his yeah. brother." And I hesitated. You, I sort of thought, and then I started thinking. You don't think in those. And you those could hear that. You, yeah, you could hear that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, oh God. God. I was screaming at that loud. God. There was a media band on mentioning his name, but I was always a very sensitive fighter. I was always here, and I pick up on little things. Yeah. It's not you're not just you're not just in there brawling. You mm. you know you're in there fighting. You're hitting. You're getting hit. You're dodging hits. You're watching what they're doing, and you're also listening, hearing. You're using all your five senses and and whatever whatever else you can to 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 get a feeling for what's going to happen next. And I was very sensitive, and particularly at this point in time, after losing my brother, and I could just. I could hear it, mm. and and I hesitated, and I started thinking, you you don't stand in front of when the he was the, at that time the pound for pound champion of the world. He sure was. You don't you don't sit there in front of a guy that's half dazed, ready, half knocked out, thinking about what you're going to do next. Mm. You just do it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so, you know. The only problem with that fight is I didn't hit him hard enough. And, you know, <laughs> 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 oh, what a performance! Yeah, yeah. What a he, performance! Mate. I hesitated. He got back, and he and I, I was hitting a jugular. Hitting the throat in the um in the ninth yeah. round, I've sort of back pedals just trying to get my legs back. Yeah, and um and then the referee stepped in and stopped the fight due to too many unanswered blows. Yeah, raised the hand to Marquez, and that was that. Mate, so, you did marvelously well under the circumstances. I couldn't begin to think what your what was going through your mind, mate. Yeah, it was a, look. It was a hard time. Anyone? Um, you know, like and I, like I was, I was I was fighting Shane Mosley, them. You know, that stage, like, five mil was a lot of money, you know, and, you know, and, like, Shane was on his way out, you know, at that point, it would have been the perfect fight for me. Mm. Um, I ended up doing a lot of sparring with Shane yeah. um, as well, but, well. look, it's, um, yeah, it was a hard time, you know, and I still stayed in America for the wrong reason. I was there for six years straight. Yeah. I didn't come home once, just kept on living the dream in America, but yeah. I, I, um... I was fighting for the wrong reasons, and at that point, mm. I needed to come home, be there for my family. Yeah. And uh, I ended up getting a statue put up in my brother's name uh, at the Toowoomba Race Course, and uh, that, was, that was a really hard time in my life. I ended up losing the next four fights. Yeah. Uh, two, Marquez, Guerrero, I lost to Guerrero. You did, you did too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I had a bit of a down spiral. The next three or four fights, I lost. Um, you know, and I, the, the, the reasons to fight weren't there. Like, I didn't have that hunger that... You know, mm-hmm. the, like the young kid from, you know, with the Rocky, you know, it, it was sort of started to die out. And I remember Koshi Zhu said to me a long time ago, he said, when you lose the hunger, it's when it's time to stop. Yeah, and, and my motivation wasn't there. So, you know, I, I needed something really strong to rebirth from there yeah. to, to come back. Mm, okay, mate. Juan Manuel Marquez went on and knocked out Manny Pacquiao two years after he defeated you. When you saw that... What were what were your thoughts? To you, um, yeah, like it's it's just you know you just learn to accept you know you you take on I notice that I see it it creates a feeling inside of me make room for it and I let it go you know yeah. it's just That's it is what well it is said, you, know, you can't yeah you can't go forward looking backwards 
you know, it was time for me to, you know, it was time for me to start thinking about my yeah. life where I was yeah. at there and then, you know, what could have been, should have been, but didn't, but wasn't, you know, it's just, um, yeah, it's time for me to start rebranding myself and, and build, build them back up. Mm. Okay. Hey, we still haven't finished your career yet. In April 2011, you fought the ghost Robert Guerrero for both the WBA and the WBA DBO Lightweight Championships. You unfortunately lost a unanimous decision. What's your memories of the Guerrero fight? Still still at a point where I was fighting for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, but still every opportunity was there. Um, you know, like still like Brendan was always opening doors for me. He was so, he was so good. So yeah. supportive and like, like mm-hmm. I was so headstrong, you know. Like he did amazing to work with me. How he did, mm-hmm. um, he was he was he's a superstar in my eyes. Like just how, you know, people say, oh, you should do this with Mick, you should do that with Mick, and yeah. no, Brett Brennan knew how to work me. He known me since I was eleven years yeah. of age. He was working with me a long time. There's only so many tools he could use for me, and, and he used them beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but by the time I fought Guerrero, I had one game plan to get ready for that one. They pulled it out, you know, they it come up pretty quick. I was still suffering, you know, there was trauma involved with losing with my brother, but yeah. I was, still wanted to do it. I still had that bit yeah. of a hope in there. And coming into that fight, like, I, I had a game plan. Mm-hmm. I thought, all right, so this guy, he's, he's pretty big and he's strong at the weight. He was, like, really peaking, a little bit younger. He was always going to be fit for all the rounds, and I thought, right, yeah. The only way to get this bloke is to throw him right off his game plan, knock him out in the first couple of rounds. Maybe you know first half of the fight, yeah. and then I'll take it. I never thought I was. I got a cut in that in the training yeah. preparation for that fight. Yeah, like yeah, it's, like, it's just of all of all preparations, I, I got a cut under my eyes. So, Damn. So big, and, and I had no sparring for the fight because yeah. it, was, it was right at the start, the very first spar to start that camp. I got the cut, and I could only do pad work. So like everything was stacked up against me. And um, I was a rightio, so I've got to play, you know, throw this guy off his game plan. So I've come out different to how I would normally walk out. I've, I've, I've played the Aussie Lout, you know, the real Aussie Lout, and I've started that fight. And, and if you get on YouTube and have a look, you write Cat Cetus, yeah. what are you looking at? It'll come <laughs> at the start of that fight. The referee's going, okay, I want to be, this is on HBO, television worldwide, all over the world, yeah. millions of viewers. And I'm going, you know, good, clean fight. You know, hits below the bell, rah, 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 you know, and then we're eyeing each other off. And I went, what are you looking at? <laughs> you know, just really <laughs> put him off his game plan like a real Aussie larrikin. I was yeah. that fight. Sure and it will. half worked, mate. It half yeah. worked. Like, yeah. <laughs> I hit him twice to the body. Mm-hmm. He, he, he went, he bent over. I went up a couple hook, hook and, and, and the referee stepped in and goes, oh, that's a low blow. Give him five minutes to recover. At that point, I knew that I wasn't going to be fit enough. So yeah. I didn't have the sparring. wasn't going to be fit enough to to take take that guy out the yeah. way that I needed to. So he and he ended up winning that fight. I I surrendered after that. I yeah. surrendered. I went back to Australia. Yeah. You know, I'd already been dubbed at that, that point after fighting Mitchell. They dubbed me the, um, Australia's most dangerous unarmed man. I was happy with what I accomplished, and my brother would have been proud. Put a statue up for him in Toowoomba, and. Um, come back to be with my family yeah good on you mate so that's great so you kept fighting until november 2017 when you had your last points went over robert Toomey. Hey, were you happy with, uh, after that last fight you must have been you ended up with a record of 33 wins eight losses 24 by ko looking yeah. back who would you rate as your toughest well one manual markers yeah but yeah. like going off accolades with what he'd done and all yeah. that but 
mate, the hardest, the hardest, hardest one in all this would have been Brennan Smith, mate. He was like, the, yeah. the training was, <laughs> the training, like, they were all hard fights. They all hit hard. They all hit often. Yeah. They all were fast. They all were fit. Yeah. yeah you know, like, the, the hardest work I did was was in the gym, but, you know, due, due to, like, the trauma and the, the, the no. you know, with the Marquez fight, I did, I, I, I believe I had the tools to beat the pound for pound champion of the world. Yeah. It just it just it just wasn't meant to be and yeah. you know, I can put all this stuff down to like early onset stuff. You know, that you know, when when I was a kid just taking on that mental yeah. you know, giving that little doubt thing. So I, I mm. it goes a lot to say about the mentality, psychology of sports and yeah. and being able to overcome things and, and deal with things properly. Yeah. Yeah, that geez, that's well said. So it was your toughest, who was the best fighter you ever fought? Without a doubt, one in your market again. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He's knocked out. Yeah, he's knocked out many Pacquiao. You know. Yeah. So, like he's a former famer. Famer. That guy is massive. And, he sure you know, is. Mark, you know, every fighter's got their abilities and that. But Marquez was one Mexican that that had had yeah. um, timing. You know. Mm. So he had timing. He had. You know, he was fit. He hit hard. He he had it all together. Mate, who would you rate as your? What was your? What would you rate as your best performance? Um, there was quite a few, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> It'd be hard to pick. Yeah. Well, have a think, have a think, mate, because yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Graham L, Ricky Burns. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So, look, you got, you got a fight there where I've had 27 stitches in my fight. The other guy oh, gets the brain bleed. Oh, you oh know, that was God. fight of the year. Mm. You know, you got a fight before that. It was got a round of the decade in the UK. That was fight of the year in the yeah. UK as well. You got, like, the, the, tri the walls, and, you know, there's... there's there's, yeah. there's so many good fights. Three years in a row, we were dubbed, uh, nominated at least for the fight, fight of the year. Mm, so yeah, like, yeah. I was in some real exciting wars, mate. Um, you sure? You oh, know, but when I, when I look back and they held my hands up with the Graham L fight, like that, mate, that yeah. one, that, that was that was a real epic time in mm. my life. You know, to have, oh, have that achievement. Yeah. Okay, some of the big names that you sparred, you must have sparred some big names. Yeah, so, Shane Mosley, mate. Yeah. Like, I've still got the video of that one. Um, of you, can yeah. you put it up on Facebook? Yeah, please? I can do that. Oh, yeah, I'll do, do it. that. Yeah, yeah. It's been, I'll put it on my Facebook page later this afternoon. Um, yeah, yeah. Have a look of that. It's like it's a classic. That would um, be great. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay, on October 4, we got another fellow Greek-Australian, George Cambosis, fights for the lightweight championship against Tia Firma Lopez in New York. Do you have any message yep. for George? Yeah, love, love him. him. I, yeah, I love you, George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, he's the half Greek. Um, yeah, you know, he's it's, it's the same. And, um, you know, I met him years ago. My mate had a business in uh, Sydney, uh, James Rennebom. And, mm -hmm. um, you Rennebom. know, we used to meet up in... in <laughs> yeah, Rennebom. You know, we, we've, got, we've got some, um, you know, same friends. And, you know, and like I'm behind him all the way. I know what he's going through. Yeah. You know, and if he can just take, if he can just take on board you know, the stuff that I mm. that I went through and to, to go forward with that, like not to get too cocky, not saying you will, mm -hmm. but just, just to, mm -hmm. you know, hold Good that composure to don't, don't, yeah, more calculated yeah. And, and, and take your time with things. And, and he, he's got a lot more to his rep, repertoire than I had. And, and yeah. you know, I think he's got it all, he's got what it takes to make it. So, you know, he, he's doing something different that Tim Zoo, no one, you know, no one's ever done before in Australia. He's mm -hmm. over there. He's doing it. He's going to crack it. He's doing it. Bit like so, you. Bit like you, Michael. You did the yeah, same, mate. didn't you, mate? Yeah. 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 A lot like yeah. you, should I say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now that you're retired, what is Michael Castitas doing now? What are you up to these days? Um, at the Gold Coast, 
um, at the moment. Um, so, so I'm, I'm you're on the Goldie. You're on the, every Gold time Coast, I go to yeah. Toowoomba, I bump into you, mate. Every time, so yeah, you're on the Goldie, yeah, no, eh? I, no, I still go to Toowoomba as well. So yeah. Brendan does a few gigs down there as well. Mm-hmm. I turn up to all the shows. I train a couple of people in Toowoomba. Um, the corporate fighters they do 16 shows in Sydney and Melbourne every year. Yeah, so they I'm do a good show, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. We've got our Les Sherrington. Um, I got him to look after the uh, training here at the Gold Coast. Um, there's like 30 corporates five nights a week. That's just business and training, yeah. you know, just trying to find clients with the Versace, the Versace Hotel here at the Gold Coast, and that just keeps me busy. And yeah. So I'm, I'm in the land of the living and, Good on you. you know, so I'm really loving doing what I do, mate. It's, you know, it's, it's, I love passing on the knowledge oh, that I've got on the, on the beginners, and, and uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Mate, you're doing a you're doing a good job. You do good at what you do. Well, look, uh, Michael Cassidy's. I'm going to cut it there, mate. Yep. It's been a bloody absolute honour having you on, mate. I didn't miss too many of fights. Whenever I seen your name pop up, I <laughs> yeah. I made yeah. sure I got in front of that big screen and uh, watched them watch them fights. Well, Mike, Absolutely. it's been a, it's been a pleasure having yeah, on, pleasure. on on yeah, mate. mate. Any tips? Any tips for today, mate? You got any at all? I need oh, to have a win. What with the horses? Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. Don't have a punt. You're a mate, winner. Got, hey, you're in mate, front straight I've, away. I've got I've got too many mates that are that are bookies, mate. They'd be filthy at me if I give one away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. I'll let you go. And uh, mate, it's been great having a chat. Great. All right, mate. Talk soon. Thanks, Paul. See you, mate. Bye, bye for bye, bye for now. Bye right. bye. And that was Michael Castides. Uh, couldn't give me a tip, eh? You'll be able to listen to that interview later on on um, 